Hey everybody, and welcome to The Good Vibe Nurse. We are your hosts, Mika and Jessica. The Good Vibe Nurse is here to shed light on the reality of what it's like to be a healthcare worker and frontline responder in the world today. We're here to speak the truth about the standard of care, revealing the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be prepared to have your mind blown. We will provide you with a handful of tangible and practical tools to reduce your stress, create balance, and find joy in your life again. Jessica and I will share our real life experiences as caregivers and dive into the unhealthy mechanisms we lean on. We will share our stories about breaking free from addiction, toxic relationships, jobs, emotional addiction patterns, and the programming that once dictated our every move. We will give you the tools to start making conscious decisions, reduce anxiety and stress, and live in the moment, making the best life for yourself. If you need a place to let your guard down, feel safe, free from judgment, criticism, and shame, this is where you want to be. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number six, where we are going to talk about stress, anxiety, and alternative healing modalities, as well as mental hygiene. Jessica's going to introduce um, Julie Ryan, somebody she came upon a while ago. Go ahead, Jessica. Tell them about her. Yeah. So actually, I got really, really curious about what a medical intuitive is because they're kind of like a psychic and yet they're proven wrong or right all the time based mm-hmm. on what um, the diagnostics and diagnoses are of the patient performed by medical doctors. And so that really fascinated me that here was a field where you could see in real time if they were right. And mm-hmm. then they were right, like all the time. And Julie Ryan wasn't the first one. I actually first started reading about a Caroline Miss, who's actually has a really great interview on Super Soul um, podcast with Oprah. That's really, really good too. And I was reading her books and and I was looking more into medical intuitives and I was just so fascinated because we have talked about actually a nurse presence episode about the aura, the human biofield energy and what it contains and how we can measure our thoughts and our feelings. So what a medical intuitive does is they pick up on this. They can sense what's happening in your field. So I got really curious and really went down that rabbit hole and started listening to a bunch of people, a bunch of podcasts. And I found Julie Ryan on her podcast and what she does. It's, it's fascinating. She gets on and she invites callers. Mm-hmm. And then these callers tell her what's going on. And she just gets that real-time um, validation, and so do they, right there as it's happening to the audience. And yeah, she like beams herself to where they're at and tunes in. It's amazing. And she does it all by intention. And again, this stuff is real because science can confirm that it's real. Um, so yeah, it's really cool, which, you know, she's basically like a a person who can look at you and energetically scan your body like a CT scanner would and see what's going on. How cool is that? So cool. And you can get on and listen. She's now is, um, nationally syndicated as of last week, the week Mm -hmm. before, a couple weeks ago, she became nationally syndicated with an audience of 55 million listeners. So yeah, (laughs) so she knows her shit and it's accurate. All the time. And she's been proven. She's she's actually been in the medical field herself. And she has a lot of um, medical professionals that speak to how profound her gift is. And so I found her podcast and I made an appointment with her. I started learning more about her. 
So I scheduled a session with her. And when the time came, I was actually had to go out on my lunch break because I didn't think to take the day off ahead of time. So I got on my lunch break out to my car on top of the roof, on top of the garage. And that's where I'm sitting in this hot ass car (laughs) about to talk to Julie Ryan. And so for me, I wanted to know energetically what I needed to heal, what I couldn't see, what I couldn't find that she could see that would help me continue my growth. And that could have been anything from, okay, well, you have some second chakra issues. You're dealing with um, safety issues from your root chakra and, you know, safety, security, money. I wanted to, to know what she could see about me to help me on that path. And she blew my mind. So she started with, so you have some traumatic brain injury. And I'm like, what? I don't know. I would have remembered hitting my head. Wait, first you have to go back to telling them the first question she asked you. Oh, gosh, yes. The first question. So she goes, she gets real quiet. We both get quiet. And she goes, are you sitting in your car in the garage at work? And I was like, how did you know that? Like, and by now I've been... Like reading up on people with extra gifts, sure, but no one had ever done this. And all of my exploring, um, all these modalities, all these people, no one had ever done this. And my mind was just blown. Um, Yeah. And so then we start going into what was going on with me. And she mentions this traumatic brain injury. And I'm like, okay, well, it was really cool. She knew I was in the car, but I would have remembered if I hit my head. Right. I would definitely remember that. So we kind of move on. It was, it was just so cool. Like she, uh, I had this knot after I got the COVID shot. I had this knot in my neck, like a lymph node was mm-hmm. swollen and she did some energetic work there. The next day it was gone and it hasn't been back since. Holy I know. And I didn't even connect it. She's like, did you have the COVID shot? And I'm like, yeah, I did. And Spike she's like, well, I'm going to clean that out of your, I read some yeah. articles about that. Yeah. Nasty little spike protein. Um, she pulled some energy out and again, I'm not you know, I'm exploring this. I've never talked to a medical mm-hmm. medium. So, and there's some people you talk to where it's like, okay, you did your best, but that wasn't really what I needed. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the case. So the next, as I said, the next day it's gone. Um, and then we do a little bit more energy work. That's on a little bit more of a personal level, but this is the crazy thing. So I get off the call. I go back to work. I leave work. I call my sister. I'm like, you know, it was really, really great. It's just, she said I had this traumatic brain injury and I would have remembered if I hit my head. And she's like, Jessica, I hit you when we were kids. You have a bald spot. I completely (laughs) forgot. When we were kids, she took this big metal pipe accidentally on purpose and (laughs) hit me in the head with it as she was turning. Oh, my gosh. I ended up having a massive concussion, fell asleep. There was blood everywhere. Went to the hospital, got stitches. It's still bald. And that is the exact same spot that she said I had a traumatic brain injury and that she was cleaning out of my energy um, because it was causing brain fog. And look at you now. Clear Mm -hmm. as fucking day. Yeah, I, like I felt great afterwards. I was able to study more, which I love to do, learn more and retain more. Yeah. And I swear it had everything to do with that because, well, gosh, for one, I couldn't believe I fucking forgot that I had this major injury. And we know that something as simple as a concussion can cause real lasting lifetime effects throughout your um, lifetime, including right. brain fog. Yeah. So that was a really big deal for me. So I was really, really excited to tell you about her and see what your experience with her would be because she seems to give a different, she's like this huge source, this huge well of information that can help you get past that plateau or, or speed up your healing. And she has something different for everybody. Yeah. And so Jessica introduced me to that whole 
all of that. And I was like, I have to set up a call with this woman. This is so cool. Um, you know, she books a couple months out. So I set it up and didn't really think too much of it coming up on the time to have the call. And we had started this podcast and I told Jessica, why don't you come and we'll, we'll ask her if we can tape it for this podcast and see if, you know, we can share this with other people. Had been having a lot of anxiety and not really knowing how to control it and deal with it. My stress levels aren't super high. I mean, I always put a lot on my plate between work, being a mom, doing the podcast, and all the other things that we put out there. But that's normal stuff. It's not anything more than normal. So the anxiety was something I wanted to touch on. So we get on the phone call with her, and she's just amazing, super personal. She is down to earth. She starts talking about the podcast. I asked her if we could tape it. She's like, yeah, go for it. And you know, I'll come on your show sometime. So just so you guys know, something to look forward to. Um, January, the beginning of the year, she will be on the show. We will be interviewing her as our guest. And we are super excited about oh my God, that. So excited. She is just an amazing person. So she tunes into your energy, kind of scans your field from wherever she is. And she can tell you what kind of issues, like Jessica said, what you have going on. For me, it was a little bit different. I asked her the question, like, what can I do for this anxiety? And we'll share some of the um, phone call with you guys where she goes into some nice resources and tools that she uses called the two-minute rule. get to hear a little bit about me and my anxiety and my day-to-day life in being a mother and a nurse and a wife and all those things. And then she'll talk about that with you. And then we'll pop back on and probably go a little bit more into the two-minute rule so that we can share that more in depth with you so that you can use it and put it into play in your life if you're feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully that sparks some curiosity in you to go check her out on her podcast or her um, syndicated show. I'm just going to read a little bio for you on her Julie Ryan, psychic and medical intuitive, Julie Ryan can sense what medical conditions and illnesses a person has and facilitate energetic healings. She can communicate with spirit, both alive and dead. She can scan animals, access people's past lives, and she can tell how close to death someone is. Her book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens as We Transition from Life into the Next, describes a series of events that involves angels, multitudes of deceased family and friends, the spirits of deceased pets, and countless serendipitous and miraculous moments. Julie's Angel Messages books are picture books that have angels answering kids' tough questions. Each week, Julie scans callers on her Ask Julie Ryan radio show and podcast. Julie is a businesswoman, an inventor, author, radio show host, podcaster, and serial entrepreneur. Her surgical devices, inventions are sold globally, and she has founded nine companies in five different industries. Julie's psychic and medical intuitive skills are learned, and she has two different really cool courses that she's invited Jessica and I to take, Angels and Enlightenment. And she has another more in-depth one where she teaches you to become more in alignment to step out of fear with this two-minute rule and be able to use your gifts. We all have them. We all have the ability to tune into spirit and our intuition and to be more aligned with that consciousness. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to explore that in future episodes too when we break down the chakras and 
what it means practically in our lives, that energy, like, cause that's a really good one for third eye. It's really important. Very, very excited for that. So you guys go ahead and listen. And at the end of the call with Julie Ryan, we'll pop back on and go through the two minute rule with you guys. I hope you enjoy. I have two boys, two rowdy little boys. boys. Oh, and you asked me what I like to do for fun. So um, we love to be outside. Nature's our thing. Uh, And again, that came after sobriety, like just being able to appreciate the the things that are on this earth. We like to go out on the river, um, go sharks toothing. Um, We get a lot of megalodon teeth and little teeth. And then also whenever we're out like we do a trip to washington state i like to rock hound um i like to create i don't know pick up feathers <laughs> i'm looking around the room i'm sitting in and i have like dream catchers yeah. that i've made and like you know i make badge reels and bracelets and so that's my creative outlet and cool. i also like to garden cool. which previously didn't okay but about right. my kids um my First kid, uh, during my... I time. just wanted to know if they were boys or girls. Oh, okay. You yeah, know, two boys. I just wanted to know if they were boys or girls, just so I have a frame of reference. So that's fine. Um, if you want to tell me about them, you can, but I want to get into the meat. We've been talking about everything else in there. Brother, one other thing I wanted to mention, Sarasota is special to me, because when I was in high school in the 70s, in the 70s, I graduated in 77, My I had several friends in Columbus, Ohio, whose parents bought condos on Fiesta Key, four bedroom condos for $30,000. Holy cow. Gosh, you can only Holy imagine cow. what they're, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I used to go down there, and every, and I'd go with my girlfriend, and when we'd be down there, you know, they were all building it up, but it would, we'd be like, oh my God, look at this, this is no helpful with this. You wouldn't and even recognize it now. have those condos, and they're worth millions. Uh, you wouldn't even recognize it now. It's insane. That's what I understand. Yeah. Fun. Okay. How may I help you? Um, so I guess through all this, I have weaned myself off of my medications. I'm no longer on antidepressants. Uh, I'm no longer Good. on my ADHD medication, um, Adderall. Good. And... I have just been coming up against a lot of anxiety and lack of focus, and I can contribute that to probably some overwhelm. Um, but sure. also, I see like the anxiety come up, I mean, I guess probably when I don't give myself enough time with the kids and, and the patience and just slowing down and being in the moment. Um, but the anxiety has been really on my plate a lot lately and then my other two things are just the blocks around time and money yeah okay yeah easy 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 i'm gonna give you some tricks that will help a lot with that and congratulations (coughs) on getting off the add and the the uh, antidepressant thank you because that is really a feat uh they create customers for life and they don't work. Mm-hmm. And that, that anxiety is 
why a lot of people don't get off of them. Because when they're withdrawing, and you know this, when they're withdrawing, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's I have a, I know a physician who's in Miami. Her name's Kelly Brogan. And she is a board-certified psychiatrist with a PhD. And she's got, like, more alphabet soup at the end of her name than, you know, you can't even spell. And she is, she tells me she's a midwife for women getting off antidepressants. Oh, that's beautiful. She I just like that. Midwife. Yeah, because it's so awful with mm-hmm. that. And, uh, and look at what you deal with, for heaven's sakes, at work. God almighty, girl. I'm a, I was a sorority advisor for a dozen years at the University of Alabama, and I can't tell you how many times I got a call to meet Susie at the ER till her parents could fly in from wherever because she would slip something at some campus mm-hmm. bar and then rape and uh, that kind of stuff. And I didn't even think about the sex trafficking down there, but I'm sure you probably have seen way more of that than anybody ever wants to know about. Mm, it's Yeah, it's scary. It... Do you see much of it that comes into your ER? So... You, you kind of have to pick them out. It's not something that it's like they're dropped on your doorstep here, this person's been trafficked. It's the intuitive side where you're like, something's not right in this picture. And the hard part is, is it takes six to eight points of contact with these people to get them out of those situations. So when you're like, I see wow. it, I see it, I want to help you so bad. Let me help you. Let me get you to a safe house. Let me, you know, I, I get can get them away from their abuser or their trafficker or whoever they're there with at the time um we use different ways to do that like we're going to take them to cat scan nobody can go with you and then we take them aside and talk to them and so we see it but not a lot of people can spot it you know what i mean you have to look out for those signs somebody else talking for them saying oh i don't like to talk for them but not not leaving their side, not allowing them to really speak for themselves, different tattoos or symbols on them, barcodes, um, dollar signs, yeah. things like that. You you just have to kind of be aware. It's yeah, it's 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 barcodes big. like like concentration camp. Yeah. Inmates. Yeah. Damn. Wow. And and then when and they're probably afraid. Oh, to yeah. even say anything, even when they're alone, because they told them they're going to kill them. Exactly. And, and I'm surprised they even bring them to the ER, but I guess they don't want to lose money on them. So that's why they're bringing them to the ER, so they can put them back in circulation. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. God bless you. Wow. Well, and you know, we're all, we all choose where we're born, when we're born, to whom we're born, so our lives can have a basic trajectory that will allow us to explore and experience whatever it is we want to explore in this lifetime. And you chose your parents so you could be born into this, so you could help all these people. My God, you've got a book already, and you're just, how young are you? 36. Yeah, you're not even halfway through your life. I'm going to live to be at least 120, 130, so... At 63, I figure I'm, in, I'm like, halfway through. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and look at what you're doing to help these people. And the, the reach that you're going to have with your podcast is just fantastic. I'm so proud of you. And I just met you. 
Thank you. <laughs> so, how fun is that? Oh, and I am the daughter of an alcoholic. Yeah. My dad got sober when he when I was a freshman in college. So I'm with you, and I am a recovering sugar addict. Mm-hmm. I was addicted to sugar. I've been sugar sober for three and a half years. So I'm with you, girl. That's amazing. Been there, done yeah. that. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. I Congratulations, Jack Daniels. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Here's the here's the t- the trick. Here's the technique for anxiety. This works great. You're gonna love it. It's free and it's convenient. It works anywhere your brain is. Your brain's usually with you wherever you are. Sometimes. Here's the drill. Thoughts come into our heads from the ethers. We do not manufacture thoughts in our heads. We bring them in based on what we're thinking about at any given moment. Each thought has its own frequency, Mika, like a radio station. Mm-hmm. It's broadcast on a frequency. So you're listening to Classic Rock on 94.7. That's 94.7 megahertz, the frequency that that music's being broadcast by the radio station. Mm-hmm. When we have a thought that comes into our head, it's neutral. It has no meaning until we give it meaning. And our meaning that we give it is going to be based on our frame of reference. What have we experienced in our life? You see a kid come in with a barcode tattoo to them, and you're going to say, oh, you know, in your head, you're going to have the thought, oh, this kid, there's a good chance this kid's being trafficked. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody else that hasn't had your experience is not going to know that because it's your reference. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great example. Mm-hmm. So when thoughts come into our heads, they either feel neutral or good, which means we're, they're true and we're in alignment with our spirit, which is pure love. When we have a thought that feels badly, Mika, it's always based in fear. Mm-hmm. Anything that feels bad is based in fear. Anger, jealousy, anxiety, grief, boredom, whatever. Always based in fear. The key is, is it a real fear or is it a fake fear? A real fear is called a rational fear. Something's going to harm you or kill you. Change the conditions before it does. Mm-hmm. Every other fear... It's called an irrational fear based on a limiting belief that's false along with the irrational fear being false. And it may feel like it's going to kill us, but it's not. And that's 99.9% of the thoughts we think that feel badly. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is we want to be able to discern between what's a real fear and what's a fake fear. You know, back to the radio station broadcasting thoughts, model. I talk in analogies a lot because it gives our human minds a frame of reference for this woo-woo stuff we're talking about. When you have a thought that feels bad, like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. How am I going to get all this done? I'm not going to be able to get all my work done. And then when I come home, I'm going to be too exhausted. I'm not going to be able to play with the boys. And my husband and the boys are going to be cranky. And I got to fix dinner. And I mean, you're honest. You're thinking these thoughts that you keep One after another after another, before long, you're in this black hole and you feel like crap, right? Spot on. Because those are the thoughts being broadcast on that frequency. And what does that do when we get stressed or have any thought that feels bad? We go into fight or flight, Mm -hmm. raises our cortisol levels, 
causes inflammation, the brain loses its blood supply, you know, it goes to the heart and the limbs, so you can run away from that saber-toothed tiger that is masking itself as I'm not gotten all my paperwork done before I leave work. Mm-hmm. Chronic inflammation, you know, causes medical issues. So what we want to do is we want to change the channel when that first starts happening. We want to nip those thoughts in the bud. Most schools of thought are, send that thought love and watch it fade away. Well, you're still on the same damn station. you got to change the channel. Here's how you do it. When you have a thought that feels badly, you ask yourself, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? I call it the two-minute rule. Okay. It's a yes or no answer. Yes or no answer. No but is not allowed <coughs> in this game. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to drink of water here. So you have a thought, oh, my God, I'm not going to get all my paperwork done, and I've got to pick up my son at school, and well, how am I going to get all this done, and what am I going to do if I'm going to go, okay, if I don't get all my paperwork done, is that going to kill me in the next two minutes? Yes or no? What's the answer? No. 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 If I'm late picking up my child, I'm a few minutes late picking up my child, is that going to kill me? It's always me. Is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? No. No. If you have an oxygen tank explode in the ER and it starts a fire (coughs) and you think, oh my God, I got to get out of this room. Before it blows, you know, the whole ER blows, It can that kill you in the next two minutes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So change the conditions. Get out of there. But when we are in fight or flight, unless if it's a rational fear, that's good because you, you can move fast, right? Mm-hmm. If it's an irrational fear, what happens? We lose clarity. Even if it's a rational fear we lose in clarity, we're like, we got to get the hell out of here fast. That's what you do. You mm-hmm. run. If it's an irrational fear, you lose clarity. That tape keeps spinning. You're on the hamster wheel trying to control something that's an illusion. It's fake news. You keep repeating the same thing. You keep having these thoughts, and they're all fake. Mm-hmm. And you're suffering over something that's not even real. When you use the two-minute rule, and you can use it five million times in a day, it doesn't matter. In every situation, what's going to happen is it's going to lessen the fear enough, Mika, Mm -hmm. that it's going to give you a couple of moments of clarity, and you're going to say, okay, I'm not going to get my paperwork done. I'm just making this example. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to get my paperwork done, and i got to pick up. What's your son's name? What's one of your boy's name? Weston. I got to pick up Weston at school. So I'm going to tell my supervisor, hey, I got to pick up my son at school. I I didn't get this done. It, it's mostly done. I'll finish it tomorrow when I come in. Mm-hmm. And if they have a fit and they write you up, okay. Well, if they write you up, is that going to kill you? No. It's not. So when we do that, what's going to happen is you're going to feel good most of the time. When you feel good 100% of the time, you're dead. 
we create out of the contrast? Well, we know what we don't want. It helps us create what we do want. We're here to create. That's why we all incarnate. Mm-hmm. But when we look at when we feel anxiety, it's a good thing. It's our internal GPS system going, hey, girl, look at this. Is this a real fear? Is this a fake fear? Mm-hmm. When you do that each time, Mika, what are you doing? You are disproving limiting beliefs that you've picked up throughout your life. Mm-hmm. And you can't go back to believing something when you know that it's not true. That's not how the brain works. I'm telling you, it will rock your world. Make it a habit. Use it multiple times a day. On the follow-up email, you're going to get a link to a TED Talk about how thoughts don't originate in our heads. Mm-hmm. And we assign a meaning to them by University of Oregon professor. You're going to get, here's a graphic, step one, two, three, four. Here's how you do the two-minute rule. Download it on your phone. Because when you're in panic mode, your brain's not working good. Mm-hmm. Look at that graphic then you're going to get a 12-minute meditation that's going to help you be able to discern between what's a real fear and what's a fake fear. It is not a requirement that you be chanting under crystals in a yurk in order for it to work. You can listen to it on the way to work. You can listen to it when you're getting dressed in the morning. You can listen to it when you're folding laundry. It doesn't matter. I listen to it every day, and I am never in a meditative while I'm doing it. I'm always doing something else. It's going to rock your world. It will enhance your life in every area. Use it for money. Use it for whatever. Use it for work. Use it when the kids are on your last nerve. Use it when you want to drink. You know? Awesome. Use it, okay, it's just going to be amazing. If I drink this, will this kill me in the next two minutes? No. If I drink this, will this get me back into my addiction, which eventually can kill me? Yes. But that two-minute thing, is this the only thing I can do to deal with stress? No. Mm-hmm. No. Use, use that. There's that. On the ADD thing, ADD is a superpower. It's a superpower. When humanity was created, back to Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden, Everybody had ADD. We were looking for dinner. We were chasing the antelope. We were watching the sun. We were hiking through the woods. We were looking for poisonous plants. You know, our wife was in the cave. She was doing 15 things all at once. ADD did not become a bad thing until we were asked to sit in the classroom and listen to boring shit all day. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, yes. So... ADD is a superpower. I am big time ADD. That helps me do what I do. I'm talking to you. I got information being downloaded into my head from spirit. When I'm doing a medical scan, I'm seeing stuff in my mind's eye. I'm doing it all at the same time. If I didn't have ADD, I wouldn't be able to do this. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's a superpower. So when you tweak how you look at this, again, frame of reference, you've been told, oh, ADD, it's really a, God, it's, I'm so sorry, you need to be medicated for that so you can sit in a boring classroom and listen to somebody drone on about stuff you don't care about. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. So you work in an emergency room. ADD is a superpower. 
you've got to do 15 things at once, especially if you've got somebody coming in that's critical. It's a perfect place for you. And we see or that a critical care unit. Yeah, we see that there's like 95% of the people in the ER, that's what I've noticed anyways, are ADD. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a superpower. So this whole thing about, oh, I'm going ADD, great, congratulations. You have superhuman powers. Utilize them. <laughs> yeah. Does not need to be tapped down at all. And, and the more you do this functional medicine stuff and how you eat and all of that, stay off the processed stuff as much as you can, your brain's going to work better. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, you're going to find that it works better and better and better. There's a product called Brain Octane Oil. Have you heard of it? I have not. It's an MCT T8. Okay, I'm going to send you a link for it. I get it on Amazon. And it, it's a, it produces ketones in the body, mm-hmm. and the brain operates on ketones or glucose. Mm-hmm. And I use the brain octane oil. It doesn't have any flavor. It doesn't have any color. I use it as salad dressing. I use it at lunch and at dinner. And uh, it helps my brain work better. You're going to be amazed at how much better your brain works. You're awesome. going to feel, like, more... Uh, booted up, I guess is the best word to say. You're gonna just, you're just gonna feel way better, and it produces ketones in the body, which is the number one thing that helped me get off sugar. And booze is a sugar IV. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to process it. Mm-hmm. So it'll help you with your sobriety too. I believe it. It really gave me the wherewithal to. Stay away from sugar. That and and then just like what you did, you know, just one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one day at a time, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's been a game changer for me. Awesome. That, yeah. How are you doing do on your food? Um, pretty good. It depends on you know the time in my cycle where I want the salty and then the sweet, but. Um, other than that, I, I'm, I don't eat gluten. Uh, I have celiacs as well. So I stay away from that the best I can. Um, and I like to eat as fresh as possible, but there's a lot of good gluten-free options for my carbohydrates these days. So, well, but anything that you eat that's refined is going to absorb like sugar, which is, you know, you're just feeding the beast of the addiction. Mm-hmm. So be sure that you're slowing it down. I'm going to send you an immune an immune link. You can use them in your practice, too. And there's a gut biome test, which you may have heard me talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. You may want to do that and see what your superfoods are, what the foods are for you to avoid, and then everything else. The foods that you're eating because you think they're healthy, they may... They may be healthy, but they're just not healthy for you right now. And that that um, gluten-free stuff that's refined just is absorbing like sugar. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just... be careful with that. One of one of the links is to this book called The Glucose Revolution. Okay. And it's a scientist who talks about how the sequence that we eat our food really help keep helps us avoid blood sugar spikes. So eat your vegetables first, 
and they put kind of a fiber netting on the GI tract, my interpretation. And then you add, you eat your protein and your fat, and then you eat your carbs last. Okay. And then, and then your GI tract is coated. And she's on Instagram. Follow me first, and that's Julie Ryan. And then follow her glucose goddess. It's her Instagram handle. She's got charts on there, and she'll show you. Here's what happens to your blood sugar if you eat a donut by itself. Here's what happens to your blood sugar if you eat a donut after you've eaten a spinach and cheese omelet. Wow. Okay. Like awesome. hardly any spike. Yeah, it's a great hack, and that's really going to help your brain not get that dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you're getting the insulin hit, which causes inflammation, which causes us to store fat. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do, but. But that'll help too. So, all right, girl. That's a lot I've thrown at you questions before I before my next client comes on. Uh, no, I think you've given me a lot of good information. Um, I am super excited to take your Angels and Enlightenment course and get more, you know, in tune with that and more aligned myself. Okay, Mika, look for my email. You'll get it by the end of the day. If you don't see it, look in your spam folder. If it's not in there, then email me, and I will respond. Awesome. Perfect. And Thank it'll you. probably go through your, your firewall that way. Okay. Okay. Thank you so Alrighty. much, Julie. Great meeting you. Looking forward to chatting further. Yes, me too. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. The anxiety in the two-minute rule, that's something definitely I'm going to put into practice because it's so true. Is it going to kill me in the next two minutes? No, it's fucking not going to kill me in the next two minutes. So why am I sitting here? Why am I, is my heart racing? Why am I feeling like I need to get up and move and, and run and that fight or flight? And, oh, that was good. I appreciate, thank you for, you know, having, telling me about your experience with her and then allowing me that experience as well it's pretty fucking cool yeah very excited I just, i'm still like and i love that that one question you know we introduced four questions for guidance mm-hmm. uh, topics but this one question it really teaches your mind what is a real worry and what isn't mm-hmm. in just that quick second mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool because i'm gonna be using this yeah. because when <laughs> i'm gonna I, look at my kid who wants to go from school I'm like but is it gonna kill me yeah i guess i can chill <laughs> yeah yeah is it gonna kill me me and that's what the thing she said is like bringing it back to me like I have to, in order to stop that fight or flight process to get yourself out of survival mode because your body thinks it's running from the freaking saber-toothed tiger. Like, disguised as a chart. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Right. She made me think a lot. And again, it's stuff we already have planned on talking about, but the way she delivered it just made me think. Yeah. I like that. I appreciate that. Happy about that call. And I hope you guys get a lot of benefit from that as well. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will take from the whole, the ADD and recognizing the indoctrination into the school system, into the medical system, into here's a pill. Let me slow you down so you can sit in a classroom for eight hours. That's not natural. And I say that with a lot of guilt as my child sits at school for the next seven and a half, eight hours. 
it's really interesting that this came up that I'm here with you and that came up in that moment because last night I was in bed and my son's talking to me about how he got in trouble again at school about how everybody was quiet and then he realized he hadn't put his stuff up. He simply walked over to put his stuff up. He got in trouble, got put alone in another room and then he starts to tell me other things like he was taking a test and he was making this real low humming sound for himself and he got in trouble and got put in another room. And he can't understand why he's being treated so badly. Why is he isolated. being given a voice? Yeah. Why he's being isolated when the only thing he's trying to do is show up and do what he can. Mm-hmm. And he's fully aware that it's hard for him to pay attention. Mm-hmm. He's a smart little eight-year-old. He knows. He gets distracted easy. And then he says, it's boring, Mom. Mm-hmm. It's really boring. Mm-hmm. I want to learn stuff that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I, tough. Yeah. And yeah. I had this thought, like... As he, t- as he spoke, I realized what he was articulating were symptoms of ADD. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I didn't even know what to think. Mm-hmm. I was like, do I worry? Do I not worry? Do I just keep doing what I'm doing? Or do I talk to a doctor? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want him to keep getting in trouble. So I ended up just going with, um, you know, if they don't decide who you are. You decide who you are. Hurt That's people, beautiful. hurt people. Yeah. And if it hurts you, you know... I'm sorry. Just know it's not about you, and you're not you're not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to be who you are, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful. Wow, I love that. Just, I love how you are with your children and allowing them to be and explore who they are. I think that's so important. We didn't get that opportunity as children, mm-hmm. so giving that to our children is huge. It took some work, especially as a ER nurse and a medic. The fear of death. The fear that that towel rod could go in my kid's eye, just like it went in that patient's eye, or all these mm-hmm. things that I've seen happen that I feel very, they feel very real. Like they're not some thought that happens in a movie. They're not some scene in a movie. They're yeah. things that happen in real life, and you, I can't help but attribute those to your real life. And when I was really in that, like just I have to protect them. I have to save them. I have to do anything for them I was really just scared of losing them it was a a Mm -hmm. fear of some kind of lack when it comes to them Mm -hmm. and I had to look at that and I had to work on and this is gonna sound nutty but I had to work on the idea of not being with them in this life Mm -hmm. if they were hurt if they died a car accident what would that look like Mm -hmm. and I had to become okay with that and then after that be okay with them fucking things up and me fucking things right. up. Right. And then it's yeah. just the person who went because I know whoever they're meant to be is who they are meant to be. Whoever I am meant to be is who I'm meant to be. And stop trying to control everything and surrender. And that was, an, I mean, another topic that she talked on. And that was a huge one for me in the beginning of the journey is letting go. And I'm like, oh, I'm not a controlling person. I can go with the flow. Ha 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 ha. To realize the amount of control I tried to assert on, you know, everything just to, to make sure things went as planned so that I could reduce that stress. But once you really surrender and let go, that's when you, that's when you're free. That's when freedom liberation. Yeah, liberation. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta ponder this. Thanks everybody for listening to the Good Vibe Nurse. We are so grateful for your love and support, wrapping you in love and light. Until next time. We out, fans. <laughs>